This is your captain speaking. Welcome back to Rated Radio with your hosts, Rayburn Alexander and Shane Windham. Shane, what billboard hit did we cover this week? That would be Heat Waves by Glass Animals. You want to tell me what you thought about it? Oh, you want to know? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> My I, bad. I forgot we were doing a show. I don't often ask what you think, but in this case, I'm generally curious. This listen left me feeling pretty torn. On one hand, the song's vibe is solidly chill, which I really enjoyed. I was less enthused, however, with the repetition and the lack of melodic change throughout. There's a lot of groove and promise in this group sound, though. It's nicely distinct, and they chose a good melody to loop. But still, four stars just because of how much the chorus repeats. This is slow to start, but worth it in the long run. Harmonies are nice, but I agree with Shane. It can come off a bit repetitive. So if that's not your dig then this ain't for you. But in this case, it didn't bother me too much. Four stars. Agreement, agreement. Let's get on to Primus. I highly doubt we're going to agree there. You want me to drive this disco big rig? Sure. I, said, I was down here thinking about the fact that since my Aunt Jennifer moved to Idaho, yeah, we don't get to talk about music all that much. What I see is her Spotify stuff. Yeah. And her Spotify, you can tell, is a shared account with her kids. And one of the primary things that they listen to, apart from Metallica and Corn and all the stuff that you would listen to now as an angsty teenager or whatnot, yeah. Primus. Um, I would say that I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, but let, let's... Go for I'm it. I'm going to save my comments. First album that we covered by Primus was Sailing the Seas of Cheese from 1991. This was my top album. This was my bottom album. Okay, great start already. Um, I gave it zero fives out of 13 tracks. Five. My top track was Jerry Was a Race Car Driver. Tommy the Cat. My bottom track, Any useless skit yeah uh granddad's little ditty which was one of what you're defining as a useless skit i'd take a little bit of an issue there because some of these they remind me of dmx skits in that they do play into what's happening on the album Mm -hmm. but yeah they are skits essentially musical skits yeah They're different. They're not your average skit that you hear us talking about in past episodes. They're very different. This is storytelling music. Like Shane said, you can hear the stories going on throughout the album. Mostly coming from a comedic standpoint for me. Can be rather pointless at times, but they seem to have fun with whatever they're doing. They definitely make music for themselves. The band is not bad, but the vocals are atrocious at times. Strong words. Hot takes. I love when you get to lead because I don't feel like I'm influencing your opinion for at least that small little window. <laughs> you never influence my opinion. What it's are you nice. talking about? Yeah. Remember where she started. Let's see where she ends up. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Talking heads of the 90s. Alternative funk. It's like the presidents of the USA meet the doors. I love how uniquely weird their sound is and also how complex the grooves can be. The guitar takes a back seat to the bass and drums, creating inspired breaks in the wall of sound. I wanted to like this more, but there were some fairly pointless bits and songs where the 
main riff was never deviated from, which if you know me, mm-hmm. need that melodic change up. Moving on to our next album, which was Pork Soda from 1993. This was my bottom album. This was my top album. I gave it zero fives out of 15 tracks. Seven. My top track was Hamburger Train. Welcome to this world. Hamburger Train didn't have any vocals on it. It was just pure musical talent, which says something about the backing band, especially because I found out that the guitarist from Primus studied with Joe Satriani before Joe Satriani was well known. And it shows. Yes. If you uh, want a better takeaway than the zero fives that somebody's giving at the (laughs) other end of the table here, these are some amazingly talented musicians and vocals are very uh, distracting. Think of I said what I said. Think of live. Think of the vocals you get from live, and just put in a lot of southern bluegrass, almost comedy vibes to it. It's very strange. Yes, I will agree. These are the guys that do the the South Park theme. You can definitely feel the impression they made on Matt and Trey Mm -hmm. when you listen to their music. Well, don't they show up a couple times? Probably. I think they. I think they did. On to my bottom track. All the short skits. The intro track, which was a skit. Yes. Bass lines are cool. There's more storytelling going on here. Still a bit lackluster. The lead guitar is interesting, but gets lost in the vocals, like I said previously. Strange song structures. It's very complex, and apparently my poor basic little mind couldn't wrap my head around a lot of this music because it just was too much for me. There was just too much going on, and I had to dig past the vocals and the strange song structures to really appreciate the the backing band's talents, and I felt that that was just too much. I I had to do too much digging. Okay. Think of the era which birthed Tool and Nirvana. Take that sound, stir in some funky bluegrass type shit. This effort mostly solved the sticking to a single riff throughout problem and even saw some tracks completely reinvent themselves midway through. The lyrics are humorously irreverent. Each instrument goes hard and so much fits the album's title, which again, pork soda. So that's what you're going to get. This is the musical equivalent of a Picasso painting. Okay. All right. Moving on to Tales from the Punch Bowl from 1995. This was my middle album. Agreed. I gave it zero fives out of 13 tracks. Highly disagree. I gave it six. My top track was Winona's Got a Big Brown Beaver. Winona's Big Brown Beaver was also my top track. I hate to sound basic, listing Winona's Big Brown Beaver as my mm-hmm. top track, uh, but this track slaps harder than mm-hmm. I ever gave it credit for. Yeah, I think that this is the highest. This and another song got fours for me. I only gave out two fours this entire time. And yeah. My when, little heart's breaking I know, over here right I now. I know, but... It, I cannot disappoint you any more than I already no, have, fine. right? It's your opinion. It's like your opinion, man. Yeah. You your like heart what, is breaking. You like what you like. I just anticipated because of the ridiculousness that you get mm. and the fact that the music is so complex and interesting that you'd be more on board. Uh, no. I gave you a little too much credit in certain departments. Okay. All right. All right. So question. Whole lot of choppas by Seda Baby. What would you rate that song? I wouldn't listen to it every day. I would give it probably a three. Really? No. Yeah. Okay. It's not something that I would listen I'm to every to day. I'm having to remind myself today that our fives are completely different yeah. monsters. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Bottom track for me is Too Many to Write. That's not the name of a song. Space Farm is what I went with. This is a little bit better. A little bit more focused, still all over the place the majority of the time. Very experimental, but still stay true to their signature sound. I found the listen annoying. 
Hot, you know what? I, I'm, t- I'm okay. tired of being. I'm tired of being super nice about it. I will not. Uh, aside from Winona's big brown beaver or whatever, and maybe Southbound Pachyderm because that was my only other four. Mm-hmm. Great song, by the way. I will not listen to this band again, probably. Where this album gets it right, we're talking about some of the crunchiest grooves ever. Otherwise, it's stylistically right in line with their other releases. Back to riffing a lot on the same melody and some choruses were odd or weak. The goods here are very good though. Prog rock with self-deprecating hillbilly sensibilities. I loved this. I loved all of this. Okay. I would say that the music makes me feel like I'm listening to Boomhauer from King of the Hill make music on acid. I like that. I wrote, like I'm having a great time partying with people I thought would be dull. And I just want to back you up a little bit here in that there were some tracks that got twos and threes from me, mainly the things that were skits in nature. Yeah. A lot like what happened with Tool. I will draw a comparison to Tool because I heard it while listening again with presidents of the United States of America, hillbillies type yeah. shit thrown in who i would want them to collaborate with are you ready for this mm-hmm. rob zombie okay think everybody 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 everybody's fucking in ufo like that rob zombie doing shit like that i would think that him partnering with primus would be extremely interesting and if anything else fucking weird I was looking at you, but I lost my train of thought because every time you start singing the lyrics from that Rob Zombie song, I still just think of System of a Down. Oh, everybody. Yeah. Yes. I really should pick a different portion of that song <laughs> to should. sing. Sorry. Worth noting that these albums were all closely ranked, their themes being roughly 50% greatness. I'm very much looking forward to more, especially considering we didn't even get to cover a few of my favorites by this group yet. I could complain about all their weirdness that doesn't land, but I think many people will dig that stuff more than me, and also that their experimentation is what sees them excel as much as they do. This music is anything but run-of-the-mill, right up there with the Antwoord on the odd scale, and yes, that's a compliment. Uh, I'm going to disagree, but hey, this is not World's Best Friends podcast. Exactly. This is Rated Radio podcast, everybody. So big takeaway here. Uh, as, as we definitely disagree on yes. this artist, and I think that should be inviting for listeners, inviting them to go listen to these CDs and see what you think. Uh, 100%, 100%. Let's go ahead and get to our break. All right. So Shane, top 10 list this break. Uh, It was chosen by my loving spouse. And Shane said he was kind of a genius for it. Yeah, I was definitely here for this list. It's uh, songs by multi-vocal groups. So my pick is Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now by Starship. This is a power ballad about overcoming any obstacle with your person. Yes, please. I, this being my story... May have also recreated that scene from the Skeleton Twins movie. Uh, Don't know what I mean? Google it, or we'll put it on our mentions playlist, so check it out on YouTube. Don't know what I mean? Sucks to be you. Sucks to be you. Literally reenacted that scene for Blue, so the fact that he came up with this list. Thanks, Blue. You got what you deserve. (laughs) So the story that I went with is uh, the song from my list was Days of Our Lives by Bone Thugs and Harmony. This song had just become massively popular when I was in sixth grade. 
So when my friend Stephanie's birthday rolled around, the Set It Off soundtrack is what I wound up getting her because it was the only place you could hear this track unless you'd caught it on tape off the radio. Her party was an autumn evening affair in her parents' garage, and what I thought was going to be a completely unsurprising musical gift straight up brought the party to a standstill. Thing is, none of us knew the track had that amazing minute plus intro it's got. So when she threw the CD in the deck, we all just stood there dumbfounded by what we were hearing. Time froze while music was playing a lot that year. But this is one of the first times I remember looking around me and realizing I wouldn't get a chance to relive the moment. I was happy to be living it though, to be there in that place with those people, many of whom remain extremely dear to my heart. It's 25 years later, and that's still what runs through my head whenever this plays. Part of me will always be caught in that moment. And I want to remind the listeners, uh, you can check out our lists in their entirety. We were doing, we were going one by one in the beginning. We have now dropped it down to, we're going to tell a brief story during the break. But remember, you can always find our lists on our Spotify, Rayburn Alexander, Shane Windham, check us out. I did a double list this week. So if you like a lot of music with multiple singers, check it out. Also, if you're really into the stories and you want more of that, we may do a special at some point. Mm -hmm. So if there's a particular list you want to hear more stories from, write us and let us know. Anyway, let's move on to uh, the overrated group that's going to win for Rayburn. Sorry, I couldn't help noticing all the zeros. I hate that we did Primus first. (laughs) I was not expecting that, but hey, what are you going to do? First album that we covered was Blood Sugar Sex Magic from 1991, which incidentally came out the same day as Nirvana's Nevermind. Hmm. Hard day. I mean, good day for the world. Hard day for both bands. Eh. Anyway, this is my (laughs) middle album. It was my middle album as well. I gave it two fives out of 17 tracks. Six. My top track was I Could Have Lied. Under the Bridge. And my bottom track was They're Red Hot. I'll agree with that. I also wanted to mention that the title track here, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Mm -hmm. was also the absolute shit. It was a great song. Mm. This is funky bass. Flea does his job. Very different in experimenting with singing styles and bass lines. Singing style kind of reminds me of Tom Petty in a weird way. I don't know if it's the tone, but Anthony Kiedis has a very, you know, anyway, I'm looking at Shane for, for agreement. I can't even make eye contact He's with looking you right like now. he's constipated. I'm just thinking. I'm listening to what you're saying. This is alternative punk and even ska at times, because like I said, they do experiment a little here. Prince, Aerosmith, and Sublime in a blender. This disc's biggest drawback is the vocals. Odd for me, too, considering they're so iconic. The production and instrumentals are all quite impressive. The vocals just strike me as cheesy a lot. The only emotionally affecting track is Under the Bridge. The rest is a singer hellbent on also being a rapper or beat poet, and for some reason, it just doesn't fit the music for me here. I think it would grow on me slowly, and I know that a lot of people really, really love this album when it came out. I get it for the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's 2021 now. Yep. I don't, I'm not going to pretend to get it anymore. All I'm going to say is this was a discovering week for me, but let's move on and, and yeah. we'll we'll peel back the onion a little bit more. Next album that we covered was Californication from 1999. This was my bottom album. Top. Okay. I gave it three fives out of 15 tracks. 13. Holy Lord. All right. My top track was- Hater. Porcelain. 
Californication. And my bottom track was I Like Dirt. Really? I Like Dirt. Too repetitive for me. I love that fucking song. Okay. Mine was Emmett Remus, or Summertime spelled backwards if you prefer. (laughs) Didn't catch that at all, but hey, I wasn't looking too much into it. Uh, Vocal stylings can grow tiring at times. Very Iggy Pop-esque. Repetitive or cycle song structures quite a bit. I have figured out why I listed Red Hot Chili Peppers as one of my annoying songs. It's Anthony Kiedis's vocals. Remind me which song you listed, by the way, Um, on that list. That's a good... Hold on. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking. I think it was Snow. Maybe not. I know it was something from this album. I thought it was one of the big hits, like Other Side or Scar Tissue or Californication. Uh, Scar Tissue goes... Dun, 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 dun. Is that Scar Tissue? It might be. Might have been Scar Tissue. Anyway, I can't, I can't remember. But the problem with me is... I can't stand this over and over and over. I can't. I can't. It's too much. So when they break the mold with porcelain or I could have lied and they slow it down a little bit, I I like it. I like it a lot more. I just don't don't want to constantly feel like I'm getting punched in the face with the bass. I'm getting punched in the face with Anthony's vocals because it's the style of singing and it can get a little annoying. All right. Well, a few things for me before I talk about the album itself. I want to mention that I didn't say anything here about Get On Top, but I love that song. And I love that song because my cousin Corey used to rock the fuck out to that song. And it was always highly entertaining. I'd also like to add that I'm pretty sure if anything ever happens to Rayburn's dad, should be singing a different tune about this album. I bet money. Okay. Anyway, firstly, to combat my co-host's previously given opinion... Nothing about this album is overrated. The melodies are super memorable, and the instrumentation plays to the vocalist's strengths. A few missteps, but mostly a perfect encapsulation of what this band represents, which is life in California. It's a vibe. Also a shame we didn't cover the expanded version because Fat Dance is a must. Can I also talk about, this was on the previous album, but suck my kiss. Eh, I don't get it. I wound up giving it a five. I have people I, in my life that love that song, but I've never I've never been into it. I've never gotten on board. I still feel on the fence about it. It's not You gave it a five, but you feel on the fence I about it. I initially gave it a four and going back through, I'm like, no, it definitely has star potential as a song. It's it's I get why people love it and I do at times get in a mood where I really want to hear it. I'm just not always there. Okay. Moving on to Stadium Arcadium from 2006. Which was a goddamn double disc. It was. I got to pick the discs for and Primus and... Every, every time you ask, Red you Hot roll Chili with some Peppers. bullshit, and I, I just let you go with it this time. I was trying to give good representation. <laughs> we have to cover the double discs at some point. I'm just giving you hell. Go ahead. <laughs> this was my top album. This was my bottom album. I gave five fives out of 28 tracks. Ten. My top track was Strip My Mind. I went with one for each disc. So Stadium Arcadium from the first disc. Mm -hmm. And then If from the second disc. If was my runner up. So, all right. I'll take it. I'll take that as a win. And my bottom track was Charlie. I was torn between Wet Sand on the first disc. So Much I on the second disc. I didn't love Charlie either. Okay. say that. All right. Which sucks because I have a niece named Charlie. Charlie. (laughs) Bass lines and guitar are pretty impressive. They stayed close to their style throughout the year, so I will say consistent. I like, like I said, their slow down contributions. It's a nice change of pace. I just wish that throughout these three albums that we covered, there was more of it. Who boy. 
Who? I don't. Okay. Uh, this thing presents as tame and generic, but does manage a number of surprises. I loved the occasional horns. Don't get it twisted. The music here tends to feel uninspired, and the effort as a whole feels strangely jet-lagged, leaving it straddling that line between a four and a five for me, even in its best moments. The majority of it is simply forgettable. Should have been one disc. Release the lesser material for the obsessives, but stop boring me. I need your fresh energy. It's not bad. I just expect better after listening to Californication. Mm. Uh, if you love Red Hot Chili Peppers, you might want to check out Anthony Kiedis and Flea's side group that they were in called Three Little Butt Hairs. Uh, the weakness for this band. Great name. Yeah. <laughs> the weakness for this band. Anthony Kiedis's vocal style. I think that Shane can agree there. I mean, he's already stated it when we talked about the first album. It's it's just, it's not, it, I can't, it can't be it for me all the time. It's such a strange thing too. When you look at the themes of their music and I don't, I don't hate his voice. I don't, it's just not something I want to hear all the time. Agreed. And there's a definite sect of their fan base, I think, mm -hmm. that finds his voice extremely sexy. They write a lot of sexually charged stuff and... I, it's another one of those instances where take like maybe Dream Theater. Like, I wouldn't want a different vocalist at the forefront. I mm -hmm. can't imagine who else would do that. And his writing and it, it's just there's something to what they're doing that's magical. Mm -hmm. It's just not an all the time sort of magical. for Yeah, me. It, it's definitely an acquired taste, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I think that that's one of the reasons why they made my top annoying because so much and it may be because of the group that I'm around or what they're playing on what would be here like the eagle mm -hmm. they play the same red hot chili pepper songs over and over and over again and give me a variety give me a chance to find something else that I like that's one of the things that I'll take away from this week is I found a lot more that I enjoy about this band that they don't play on the radio and I don't think that it's fair that they shove the same six or seven red hot chili pepper songs down our throats all I the mean, time that's the nature of radio that's i know why i don't that's, fuck with radio yeah that's why i got that's why i go to spotify <laughs> their cover of love roller coaster from the beavis and butthead do america soundtrack is the jam you need in your life let me just throw that out there even though it's not on spotify right that, now. that that one is good i think they should have an album cover that mirrors Californication's cover, but with the lava and water placements reversed. So, so the ocean lava. is lava and the pool is water. Okay. Okay. I just think that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which was the first album that we covered, was recorded in Harry Houdini's old haunted mansion. I don't know if that matters, but I thought it was a cool fact. Also. So cool. So cool. If you want to see more of the band... Anthony, the lead singer, and Flea, the bassist, are in a lot of movies, especially yes. Flea. Uh, a lot of people don't like don't even notice how many stuff Flea's in. Just an example, Point Break, The Outsiders, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, The Big Lebowski, Baby Driver, Back to the Future 2 and 3, and a ton of voiceover work that you wouldn't even notice. Go look at his IMDb. It's insane. I feel like these dudes belong in Kevin Smith movies. Yes. Just showing up Jay and Silent Bob yes. sort of thing. Like they walk into clerks and like steal some shit and yes. that's their cameo. Yeah. Uh, because of the comedy tracks, I think Blink-182 fans would get more mileage out of the Chili Peppers than they'd expect to get. The music makes me feel like I know how it feels to live in California. 
They just, they do mirror that. I think what some foreign, like there's a, a certain portion of Japanese people who were obsessed with, you know, American Western lifestyle mm -hmm. for a while. Mm -hmm. I think two Americans that don't live in California, this is exactly what you think of when you hear so California. Like Frank you know? Sinatra is the representative from New York, but the Red Hot Chili Peppers are the representatives from California. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who delegates Texas? That's what I need to know. Is I, Oh, my opinion. I George guess. Strait. I'm, Texas. Yeah. George Strait has Texas. I, I want to make a map now. This has sparked an idea. I want to make a map. Oh, my God. And the top musicians from every state. I need to see it. All right. Something something to think on. Or maybe one of our listeners could hook us up. Yeah. We'll have a challenge, a map challenge, and, and we'll vote. Yeah. We won't agree, but, you know, you can yeah. send it to us. It's wild how often this group's attempts at comedy or obscenity land. The bass and guitar interplay are often next level. We overlook that so much when talking about this group. Plenty of tracks here would have been fives if not for the odd or even punchless hooks, but the lyrics have a distinct poeticism, which I really appreciate in spots. Basically, the Chili Peppers are dull or cringe at times, but the flip side of that is the ability to make some truly unforgettable music. Not an experience I'd recommend routinely, but on that rare occasion, going back to them can feel like Christmas in June. All right, Shane. So who won for you, Rayburn? Well, it will come to no surprise that Red Hot Chili Peppers won for me. But just to stick a knife and twist it in the wound, Primus got the lowest score for me that I have ever given an artist ever, and that includes Timmy T. I know. I'm sorry. If you're listening sorry. and you love Primus, know that I am right there with you. And I would love for listeners to give her endless amounts of shit mm. from here. I invite it. Until the end of the show, whenever that may be. I, I, I cannot wait to be the subject of the memes that you create. Because for those of you that look on our social media, the memes that are created are by our lovely host, Shane. So he creates all those wonderful memes that give us hours of enjoyment and uh, hilarity. I fully know that he's going to take a couple jabs at me with Primus on that. I think that these two artists are something you had a reason to try and dislike straight away. I think people have shoved Red Hot Chili Peppers and Primus in your face when you weren't in the mood to hear it. And I get that. So I'm, I'm glad to see that Chili Peppers, it felt honest from mm -hmm. you. You gave some fives, you know, you did your thing. So. Yeah, they're not all bad. And I hate that I landed where I did. Red Hot Chili Peppers took it for me barely. Okay. And as is usually the case as of late, I have to say, if I'm going back to an artist's fives, Primus's fives were stronger and I will listen to that group more often. It does hurt my heart a little, like mm -hmm. I said, that you didn't enjoy it more because this is the kind of shit I intend to play. Yeah, I know. I will say for Primus, I only knew two Primus songs going into the Primus week. I knew My Name is Mud, which is part of the reason why I picked that album, and Winona's Big Brown Beaver or whatever, which is another reason why I picked that. If you haven't seen that music video, check out our social media. It will be posted there. Weird. Like, you don't forget it when you see it. But anyway, it, this is Primus we're talking about here. So I hadn't really had Primus shoved down my throat a whole lot. Red Hot Chili Peppers, yes. Total agreement. So it surprised me when Red Hot Chili Peppers did come out on top. But Primus just isn't for me. That's okay. I thought Primus had a stronger showing. The difference is an album of this week would have been Californication for me. Mm -hmm. If not for that album, I could safely say Red Hot Chili Peppers, if they won, it was only because of them that, having more tracks. And that wasn't me like trying to 
push uh, the numbers. I'm glad that you don't go by your numbers. I didn't want to push them because the double album. I just knew that was a big successful album, Stadium Arcadium, Arcadium, so I just picked it. So the fact that they barely came out on top, even with a double album, I think should speak highly of Primus and for the people that agree with you and like Primus. Even with the double album, Primus still, it was very, very close. So if you agree with Shane and Primus is for you, check out these albums. They ain't bad. Primus is the shit that's all I've got. All right. (laughs) I, I like the Chili Peppers too. I gravitate toward highly complex music and not me. <laughs> that did it more so than the poetic lyricism. I think because the, don't get me wrong, the Chili Peppers, they have some grooves mm-hmm. and some of the stuff they do is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Vocal styles, I don't know where I would fall. Okay. Probably Primus, even though it sounds like you absolutely hated it. We're getting way off in the weeds. That's all, <laughs> that's all I've got to say about this. Uh, what's next week, Shane? The finale. The finale. I cannot believe we're already at the season six finale. Six seasons. Yeah. How's it feel? Wild. Especially because we found out what our Spotify wrapped said for both of us and the amount of music that we both have listened to within the past year. She's wasting time because she's afraid that Timmy T is coming out of this jar. (sighs) It's always, always a fear. So season finale, we get five CDs. One by a different artist we've previously covered. Let's see what we get. I'm drawing it all. If there's Britney Spears in there again, because you know she likes to show up. And we're taking whatever comes out. All right. Blake Shelton. Okay. (laughs) Don't look so disappointed. Mystical. Okay. He he was in uh, season five, too. Yeah. This will be his last appearance because he only has one album left. Mm-hmm. I have two in my hand because my hands are sweaty for some reason. He's nervous. I must be. Tina Turner. All right. And D12. Okay. One okay. more. Okay. D12 was Yeah, you're finally going to hear Devil's Night. Mm-hmm. You've been trying. You're probably not going to like it just because you're you. Nah. Greta Van Fleet. Yes. I already I can already know the the album that we're going to cover. <laughs> Cannot wait cuz that was a song from that album made my top song for the past year. I my, saw that. My Spotify Wrapped. So that's the album that I'm going to pick. If you don't know what I'm talking about, sorry about your life. Tune in for the the end. The tune end. in for the end. <laughs> tune in for the end of it all. Well, I'm getting the uh the gesture. Yes. It's obscene. Yes, you are. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week. Hit up our playlist on Spotify. Visit our merch shop. Share our show with your friends. Come find us on social media and let us know what you think. And until next time, fill your world with music. Merry ho-ho, bitches. Thanks for listening. (laughs) ¶¶